September 30th is the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. It is important to know that there can be no truth, there can be no reconciliation without knowledge and understanding. And for me, if you're of a certain age, you went through the school system, you maybe studied history. I thought I knew Canadian history. You know what they didn't talk about is residential schools. And so on September 30th, it's important that we learn and we learn from those with the lived experience of that system. And I am so pleased to welcome to the program, Professor Cody Grote, who's uh, with the Department of History and Indigenous Studies program at Western University. Welcome. Thank you for having me, Alan. You're giving a free lecture tomorrow about what? About the residential school system and also how it relates to southwestern Ontario, looking at two residential schools in the London region, Mount Elgin Industrial Institute, which is in Muncie, and the Mohawk Institute Residential School, which is just outside of Brantford, where my grandparents and great-grandparents were forced to attend. Tell me a little bit about your family story. I'm Mohawk from Six Nations of the Grand River. I grew up in the small town of Ingersoll, Ontario, though, outside of London. And similar to your introduction, I went through the school system knowing very little about residential schools. In fact, in my first year of university, I went on a tour of the Mohawk Institute. And while I was there, there was a list of survivors' names on the wall. And on that wall, I saw my grandparents' names. And that was the first time I learned that they were part of this system. They died in the 1980s, and they had never told their children about what they endured. So through my capacity as a university professor studying Indigenous history, I've had the chance to look through this system, to see my grandparents' records, and to find out that they were part of this broader experience, and to learn how that experience was kept hidden from us, both by them and by the federal government, and how that impacts us today. What is the number one question you get from people um, about the residential school system or, or perhaps the number one misconception? Well, one question is really what we've just talked about in this few seconds is why did I not know this? And I think it's really important, especially on the National Day of Truth and Reconciliation, to understand it's okay that you might not have known this because for many years, for decades, survivors were afraid to tell their stories because of the trauma that they experienced. My father is 70 years old. It took him until his late 60s to learn about the residential school system, to visit that site. He's only been for the second time yesterday to this site and that impact it had on him was so emotional. So he understands a bit better now why his parents never spoke about that and how it impacted his own childhood. So if people have questions about uh, never learning the, the history of residential school system, I tell them that's okay, but now is the opportunity to learn. What is the one takeaway, if there is one, that you would hope that uh, people would have on this National Day of Reconciliation? to recognize that the residential school system wasn't uh, an individual act. It's part of a broader system that defined the relationship between the federal government and indigenous peoples for centuries. That apathy in the education system uh, had a significant ripple effects in healthcare provision, in clean water, in the economic societies of reserves now. So I think it's important to recognize that the residential school system is part of a much broader systematic issue and relationship between Indigenous peoples and the federal government. The Ontario government has decided not to make the day a holiday. Some other provinces have. Could you comment on that? I think there's a broader discussion happening about 
holidays and what we celebrate and what we recognize. It was only recently that Newfoundland, for instance, has stopped their discovery day. And again, that holiday was itself rooted in these colonial ideas of discovering North America, which was occupied since time immemorial by Indigenous peoples. I think it's very unfortunate and disappointing that Ontario is not recognizing this holiday because, again, I think it's meant to be a recognition of the education of what happened, of the systemic barriers from learning. And to me, the decision to not recognize this holiday is another example of that desire to learn not being there. The government line is that uh, learning would be facilitated better by treating it as we treat Remembrance Day. What's your reaction to that? One thing that stands out to me with the current provincial government of Ontario is one of their first acts uh, in office was to stop planned revisions of the provincial curriculum relating to Indigenous education, including the residential school system. So I think that line is hard to maintain um, of you know being able to learn in schools when their own provincial government stopped the revisions that would have allowed that to take place. Um, what are you expecting to have happen in your lecture? Are you are you you're opening it up to the floor? There will be some comments. What what are you hoping for, and what are you expecting? So I think it's very significant. So far, we're at 2,000 people registered. And to me, that's inspiring. I think of my dad as well. He's so inspired because his parents' story is going to be at the center of that. And it's a story he never had the chance to learn, but now others can learn about it and why his parents never shared their experience. So it's an honor to be able to relay this information. I know that a lot of Indigenous peoples aren't comfortable with telling their family stories, and that's something that we should recognize and respect. In my capacity as a university professor, I'm looking forward to sharing this information and it will be open to questions from the audience. And there are instances where people ask those questions. What about the students who might've had a good time at residential schools? And those are really troubling and hard to answer for a lot of people. And what I always stress is we have to look at the systematic ideologies behind the residential school system. The whole intent of this system was that Indigenous cultures, nationality, sovereignty was not worth respecting, was not something that we should treasure. It was something that we should abolish and assimilate. And I think at the end of the day, when we recognize that guiding ideology and the damage it's had, that is the major takeaway. Where is Canada now? Where are Canadians now in better understanding? There has been I think we can all agree a watershed moment in this country, but is the understanding beginning to be there? I think one thing that's important to recognize is that there's been a lot of watershed moments, as you say. Phil Fontaine disclosed the emotional and physical and sexual assault that he experienced as a residential school student uh, in the 1990s. The Royal Commission on Aboriginal Peoples in the 1990s highlighted the issues of a residential school system and the systematic abuse. The Truth and Reconciliation Commission published its final report in 2015. And in that document, it outlined the mass graves that we are now looking into in Canada. And now it's 2021 and we're looking at these and identifying these mass graves. So I think it is important. I think that this is a moment where people are learning and are interested to learn. But I also think we need to recognize that Indigenous nations have been articulating these problems for decades. Cody, it has been such a pleasure to uh, speak with you. Uh, tell people how they can register and take part in your lecture. Our public lecture is advertised through the Western Alumni social media page and website. You can visit that and find the registration link. And as I've mentioned, we're just over 2,000 people now, and I have a feeling that it's going to continue to grow. Cody, thank you again, and all the best. Thank you, Alan.
It is Cody Grote, an assistant professor in the Department of History and the Indigenous Studies Program at Western University.